Today I want to share with you a teaching that I believe will help you, help you in your Christian walk. A teaching that when you when you hear the title of this teaching, you know uh, the response might, might not be too great. Uh, today's uh, message, uh, the title of it is "How to Relate to the Ministry Gift of a Pastor." See, I was right, wasn't I? I mean, if I was to say how to relate to the ministry gift of a prophet, I probably would have got some response. Or how to relate to the ministry gift of an apostle, I probably would have got a little more response. Amen? Because often when we think of the pastor, we often think as that gift, as a low gift on the totem pole. You know, when we talk about apostles, we have that far off look in our eyes. We talk about prophets, it's... We talk about evangelists, we get all hyper. We talk about teachers, we have that studious look. We talk about pastors. <laughs> Who wants to talk about pastors? I mean, they're a dime a dozen. <laughs> if we don't like this one, we'll get rid of him and get one we like. Amen? Come on, church. Open the attitude. <laughs> Yeah, pastor's here today. Often the attitude in, in, in churches is that pastor is to relate to us. That's what we pay him for. If he doesn't relate to us, then we'll find one that will relate to us. And yes, he does have a responsibility in relating to us, but also we have a responsibility in relating to our pastor. Amen. Today I want to give you seven Bible ways on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor. How to relate to your pastor. After I shared this in a church here in the United States, a gentleman came up to me afterwards and he said, Brother Bell, he says, I used to work at Cape Kennedy and one of my responsibilities there was shooting off the rockets. And he says, Brother Bell, he says, this message, he says, I can really relate what I used to do there with this message. And, and he explained it like this. He says, Brother Bell, have you ever watched a blast off? He says, have you ever noticed that we go so far into the countdown and then we go on hold? And I said, well, yeah, I've noticed that. He says, do you know what's going on when we go on hold? And I said, well, no, not really, you know. And he said, well, what's happening is the computers are going through all the circuits. They're, they're checking everything out. Everybody is checking everything they're responsible for. And when everything is lined up, when everything that, uh, seems to be working okay is all lined up, he says, then we go off into the blast stop. He says, you know, there's a lot of Christians that are on hold. And they don't know why they're on hold. You ever, you ever been going along with the Lord? It just seems like you just kind of stopped in your walk. And you can't seem to go forward anymore. And, and, and you know, well, I'm on hold. Well, you're not lined up with something. You're not lined up with the Word of God. And he said, Brother Bell, what I've seen this message does, it, it'll show people where they've been placed on hold. And they'll be able to come off a hold and go on into the blast off and receive everything that God has for them. How many of you want to receive everything that God has for you? Well, maybe we'll see today. If you're on hold, I believe we'll be able to show you where, why you've been placed on hold, where you've been placed on hold. And you can come off a hold and go on into that blast off. But let's go to Ephesians chapter 4 and let's look at our first Bible way on, on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor. 
Ephesians 4, verse 8, it says, Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? And he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Let's go back to verse 8. He said, Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. Church, do you know today that your pastor is a gift from God? Some say amen, some nod their heads, and some say, well, I don't know, Brother Bell. I mean, you know, I know old Brother Jess. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know if he, I would go and say he's a gift from God. I mean, Brother Bell, I can tell you things about old Brother Jess that you just don't know. Well, now, let me help you out here in the beginning. I'm not going to be talking about old Brother Jess today. I'm talking about the gift that God has set in old Brother Jess. Do you know that God has given you a gift today? But what has happened a lot, and the first place a lot of people have not started in, is they have not received that gift from God. Oh, they see that gift up there, but they've not made a heart's decision to receive that gift from God. You know, I can stand here and I can hold a gift and, and I can tell you how, you know, how nice it is and boy, isn't it pretty and, and oh, it's heavy and, and it's got your name on it. This is your gift. I mean, it, oh, I mean, what do you think it is? I mean, it's your gift. It's got your name on it. It's your gift. But it's not your gift until you receive that gift. A lot of members and a lot of churches have not made a heart's decision to receive the gift that God has set into the church to them. You say, well, brother, how would I know if I've received the gift, my pastor? Well, let me ask you, ask you this question. Do you all celebrate Christmas here? I always ask wherever I go, okay? At Christmas time in my family, my mom and dad would go out and buy the presents, you know, a week or two weeks ahead of time. Did your parents ever do that? And I had brothers and sisters, and they would come home, and they would bring the presents, and they would put them all under the tree, you know, just put them all together. And when they left, my brothers and, and sisters, you know, uh, uh, we would all come down to the tree, and uh, we would separate those gifts. There was no way I wanted my gift to touch my brother's gift. <laughs> do you ever do that? And we would take them over there, you know, and, and put them in, a, in our own little pile and make sure that they didn't touch. Now, my mom and dad told us, now, that's okay. You can do that, buddy. But you cannot have those gifts or receive those gifts until Christmas morning. Remember how, how we used to do, you know, during the week while we were waiting, we'd come down and pick up our gifts, you know, I would pick up mine and, oh, I was real gentle with it, oh, what do you think it is, you know, then I'd go over and pick up my brother and say, hey, Mike, I know what this is, you know, that was his gift, 
But mine, I, I, you know, I didn't know what was in there. And then, you know, Christmas morning came, and what did we do? We came running downstairs, and we received our gifts. Amen. We tore into them, and how did you know? <laughs> this is what I've always wanted. I love you. <laughs> and we received those gifts. I mean, they were ours from that moment on. Amen. How many of you have children? Okay. Let me ask you this question, mom and dad. Did you ever try to take those gifts away from your children the next day? <laughs> Why are you laughing? What would happen? What would happen? They what? There'd be a fight. Someone else. They'd cry. Someone else. Speak up. They'd say no. What? Y'all have real nice kids around here. They'd what? They'd, they'd be resentful. There'd be mutiny. What? They'd fight to keep it. They'd what? They'd pound. One more. What? They'd get mad. Let me ask you something. Would you pout? Would you get mad? Would you, would you want to fight? Would you get upset if someone or something came into your church and tried to take the gift that God has given to you away from you? Amen. Amen. Or would you be like some? Would you be like some? Well, to tell you the truth, Brother Bell, I I'm ready for a change. <laughs> now, that attitude tells me that you have not made a decision to receive that gift from God. That you have not received the gift that God has sent into the church to you. I tell you, you know, a lot of people, when they come to church, a lot of times they come in and, and they see a man up there. If you come in and all you see is just, you know, uh, old brother Jess up there, let me tell you what, on, on Sunday or whenever uh, uh, he's preaching and when that's happening to you, all you're going to receive is just the things of old brother Jess. But I don't know, don't, don't know about you, but when I come to church, I want to receive the things of God. I want to hear from God. Well, to do that, you've got to see the gift that God has set into the church to you. You want to receive, your attitude should be, I want to receive from the gift that God has set into the church to me. I want to receive from my gift. Amen? So the first Bible way on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor is you must receive that gift from God. Now, maybe a few of you already found out why you've been placed on hold. You have not received that gift that God has set into the church. Well, you can do it this morning. Just make a hard decision. That's my gift. I received that from you, Lord. I mean, think about it. A gift from God. Well, let's go on. We're going to be looking at a lot of scripture. Turn to 1 Thessalonians. Let's find our second Bible way on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in verse 12. It reads, and we beseech you, brethren. How many brethren do I have today? And sister. Okay. We've got a few. 
It says, and we beseech you, brethren, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. It says, and we beseech you, brethren, to know them. The second Bible way on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor is we must know that gift. Now it says right here, you know, which labor among you, your pastor labors among you, right? And he is over you in the Lord, right? And he admonishes you, right? That word admonish means to tell to straighten up. Has your pastor ever told you to straighten up? Once. Okay. Well, it says right here in the scripture is we are to know them. Now that word know there means to understand as truth and fact. How many in the church today really know the gift that God has said into the church to them? How many really understand it as truth and fact? Well, the only way that you can understand it as truth and fact to know that gift is to be around that gift. I've heard people comment, you know, did you see what he did? Did you hear what he said? And I've heard people say, well, sure, that's pastor. He says things like that. I mean, you know, if you'd come more often, you would know our pastor. Go ahead. If they fall off, we'll put them back on. But a lot of people, they don't know the gift God has set into the church to them. And when the gift is up here and doing something or even saying something, you know, they sit out there and go, oh, no, wait a minute. Well, th that's the gift. That's that gift that God has set into the church. It, it talks that away. It acts that away. It, you know. <laughs> now, you visitors, you visitors that, that are here today, you know, you probably weren't like that. But... Is that pastor? Yes. Listen to how many people know the gift. <laughs> they know their gift. They understand it as truth and fact. It's not hard to swallow what your gift is saying to you. Because you know that gift. Second Bible way on how to relate to the ministry of the pastor is you must know that gift. Understand it as truth and fact. Okay, let's go to number three. We'll find it in verse 13. Let me read verse 12 and we'll go right into verse 13. It says, Then we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Now, I have a question to ask and, and I ask that no one please respond outwardly to this question, please. You can answer it and respond inwardly, but please do not respond outwardly. Is there peace among you all? You know, in a lot of churches, there is not peace in the church. The Bible says that we are to follow after peace. A lot of churches don't know where they're going for God. Because there's no peace to follow in the church. 
What do I mean by that? A lot of times on Sunday afternoon after church, when people go out afterwards to have fried chicken for lunch, they don't have fried chicken. They have pastor. <laughs> they have pastor for lunch. Amen. Because let me, let me show you this. It says here in verse 13, it says, and to esteem them. The third Bible way on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor is we must esteem that gift. That word esteem there means to hold in high regard, to respect, and to admire. And it says that we're supposed to do it very highly in love. Not in love, not highly in love. The Bible says very highly in love. One time I went out with a group of people after church to have fried chicken. Halfway through our fried chicken, they started having pastor for lunch. I sat there for a few moments and I interrupted them and I said, excuse me, I said, you know, if you really don't like it there, why don't you go someplace else? I don't like what you're saying about the gift that God has given to me. And I said, and tell you the truth, if you don't cool it, you and me are going to step outside. Yeah. Brother, you really said that? Yeah, I really said that. They were talking about the gift that God, Almighty God, gave to me. My gift. I shared that one day in a church, and I turned around, started for the, the, the podium, the platform, and the person yelled out, I bind that spirit. I wheeled around, and I said, well, I loose it in the name of Jesus. I said, if more people would stand up for the gift that God has sent into the church to them, we'd have a lot more peace in the church today. That's right. If more people would stand up for their pastors instead of having them for lunch, church would know where to go for God. We'd have peace in the camp. And the Bible says that we are to follow after peace. I don't know about you, but I want to go where God wants me to go. I don't want to go where man wants to go. I want to go where God wants to go. So the third Bible way on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor is we must esteem that gift. Hold it in high regard. Respect it. Admire it. How? Very highly. In love, not in love, not highly in love, but very highly in love. Now, let me help a few of you. How many of you are married? Your wife is here with you. Okay. Now, listen, if I came up to you and asked you, or let me ask you this question. Do you esteem your wife, sir? Do you esteem your wife? Do you respect her? She's sitting down there going. <laughs> Do you esteem her in love? Highly in love? Very highly in love? Well, I just wanted to share something with you. I've never seen a hairdo like your wife's got. 
and the clothes that she wears. And I mean, and just the way the makeup, now look, he's unbuttoning his coats, coming for me. <laughs> now, making a point here. Don't you think he has a right to act that way? Why is, wouldn't you want your husband to act that way? I mean, somebody come up to me and tell me my wife's ugly and, and her hair's messed up and, and her shoes are, or, or wherever she found them, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, my wife would expect me to, you know, maybe get a little upset and maybe want to walk you one. Because if I don't, she probably will. <laughs> and it looks better if I do it. Look at me like that because I, I want to stand up uh, and uh, for the gift that God has given to me. That's my gift. God gave me that gift. I don't take it lightly. I'm not going to abuse that gift that God gave to me. I esteem it. I hold it in high regard. How did, how did you feel when you got that new bicycle on Christmas morning? Did you just throw it outside the next day? Did you let any kid in the neighborhood ride it? What was your attitude? Did you esteem that gift? Wasn't it better than any other bicycle on the block? It would outrun anything. Somebody say, that's right, Brother Bell. Okay. So number one, we are to receive that gift from God. Number two, we are to know that gift, understand it as truth and fact. Number three, we are to esteem the gift, hold it in high regard, respect and admire it. How? Very highly in love. Why? For its work's sake. And it says here in the Bible, there be peace among us all. Now maybe some of you have already found out why you've been placed on hold. Now you can come off a hold today and go on into the blast off and receive everything that God has for you. Let's go on to the next one. We'll find it in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1. It reads, finally, brethren. How many brethren do I have again today? I lost a couple. Okay. It says, finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. The fourth Bible way on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor is we must begin to pray for that gift. When we begin to pray for the gift that God has sent into the church to us, it says that the word of the Lord will have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you, and he'll be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. I'll ask this question. How many of us pray every day for the gift that God has sent into the church to us? Some say, well, well Brother Bell, I, I have a job. I have things to do. Brother Bell, I, I mean, I've got children to get off to school, and I've got that big kid to get ready for work. And, uh, and, and Brother Bell, I have things to do. Brother Bell, we have intercessors. Uh, excuse me. Let's go back to this verse. Verse number one, it reads, Finally, 
brother. It does not say, finally, intercessors. I believe in intercessors in that ministry, but I think you would agree with me that uh, we have unloaded some unnecessary responsibility upon intercessors. I know I, I got in that place, I thought, well, we have intercessors, let them pray. <laughs> That's what they do. But the Bible doesn't say that. It says, finally, brother, that's you and me. You say, well, Brother Bell, I don't have time. You don't understand. I have a job. I got to do this. I got to do that. I, I mean, Brother Bell, I don't have time to pray every day for pastor. Let me ask you, ask you this question. Could you give 15 seconds a day to the gift that God has sent into the church to you? Some of you smiling. 15 seconds. Brother Bell, that's not very long. You couldn't get much praying done in 15 seconds. Who's got a watch with a second hand? Who's got a watch with a second hand? My wife has one. This is why I bring her on the road. <laughs> Let me show you 15 seconds. It starts right now. Stops. That's 15 seconds. I don't know about you, but I think I could get a lot of praying done in 15 seconds. Is that right? Could you get a lot of praying done in 15 seconds? Let me show it to you again. Starts right now. Stops. How many of us in the morning when the alarm clock goes off could we roll over and for 15 seconds pray for the gift that God has sent into the church to us? Pastor, what would that do to you knowing that everyone here, almost 900 people, every day are praying at least 15 seconds for you? Yeah, that'd make your motor run, wouldn't it? <laughs> you say, well, Brother Bell, I mean, Brother Bell, it, it, I don't know if I could stop at 15 seconds. Yeah, think about it. You might go to 20. <laughs> you know, I, I believe in prayer and, and everything, and, and uh, I, I believe we're, we're supposed to pray, uh, you know, a lot. But, you know, when I first started hearing about praying, I tried to pray like everybody said we're supposed to pray. You know, and I thought, and I started one time, and I thought, good night. How did they do it? How do they go that long? You know, half an hour, an hour, you know. How do they go an hour? I thought they must read a book or something, you know. <laughs> read out loud or something, you know. And boy, I thought, good night. I mean, just to go a minute was a long time for me. But if you start, the important thing is that you start. And you know what? You can get a lot done in 15 seconds. Let me, let me give you, uh, share this with you. Someone came up to me that, that uh, works for a uh, network television company. And they, their newscasters are taught to put their stories into 15-second capsules. To be able to bring across a story in 15 seconds. 
Now, don't, don't sit there and think, well, I couldn't say very much in 15 seconds. I really couldn't get across what I want to pray for. I really couldn't really pray for my pastor. Yes, you can. You can do it in 15 seconds. The important thing is that you just start. I mean, you know, maybe a week, you know, after you start, you might be the 20 seconds. Who knows, you know, 30 days after you start, you could be at a whole minute. <laughs> but the important thing is, is that you are doing what the Bible says to do, and that is to pray for the gift that God has sent into the church to us. I know a lot of gifts on Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Wednesday night, whenever they're ministering. I, I've seen this. Maybe you've seen this. Has, you, has your pastor ever gotten up and begin to speak, you know, begin to talk? And, and about, you know, partway through his message, it seems like, you know, the words are stuck in his throat. Well, uh, uh, well uh, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's right here on the tip of my tongue. I mean, uh, well, help me, Holy Ghost. Well, uh, mm, you know what that tells me? The church is not praying for the gift that God has set into the church tongue. Because it says here that when we begin to pray that the word of the Lord will have free course and be glorified even as it is with you and he'll be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. A lot of pastors have to deal with unreasonable and wicked men. Amen. And some use the title Christian. A lot of pastors have to deal when it comes to a building program. They're the ones that have to meet with everyone. And I tell you what, that's when we need to be praying. We should be praying for the gift that God has set into the church to us. Is that right? Amen. Maybe some of you, this is where a lot of us probably have been placed on hold. Now we can come off a hold and go on into the blast off and receive everything God has for us. Let's go to the next one. We'll find it in Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, verse 6, it says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. The fifth Bible way on how to relate to the ministry gifts of the pastor is we must begin to communicate. Our pastor teaches us. We're taught in the word. How many of you are taught in the word? And our pastor does that. But the Bible says here that we are to communicate to him. How many of us truly communicate to the gift that God has sent into the church to us? You say, well, Brother Bell, I communicate to Pastor. I let him know when his tie doesn't match his coat. And I let him know when his shoes need to be shined. And I let him know when he needs a haircut. And that hair is getting too long over his ears. And I let him know, Brother Bell, when he needs a breath, man. I mean, I really let him know. <laughs> Well, now, listen, the Bible says that we are to communicate to him in all good things. All good things. What would be some good things to communicate to pastor? What would be some good things to communicate to him? Coming and telling pastor that... We appreciate you. We love you. We think a lot about you. You minister to us. Give him a hug. Those are good things, right? And those communicate to you, right, Pastor? Do you like apple pie? Is that a good thing? Does that communicate to you? One day, <laughs> it sure does. 
One day I was teaching this in a church, and at first I asked the congregation what would be some things to communicate to the pastor, and, and a lot of it was, you know, mainly words, mainly words to communicate to the pastor. And uh, I made a, I asked the pastor, I said, do you like apple pie? And he said, oh, do I like apple pie? I said, is that a good thing? He said, oh, it's good. I said, would it communicate to you? Oh, yes. And about that time, there was a, a sister sitting over the side, and she goes, oh. And uh, I'm a type of preacher, when, when somebody responds, you know, while I'm preaching, I respond back to them. And I said, ma'am, I said, what's the problem? She says, oh, Brother Bell. This week I was in my kitchen and I was baking cakes and making cookies. I just love to do that. And I just got this thought, make pastor a chocolate cake with chocolate ice. But I thought, no, 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 no. People will talk. People will say things. I mean, if they find out that I made pastor a chocolate cake with chocolate ice and they'll think I'm trying to, you know, uh, get, you know, up close to him. And I said, no, and I know you got cheated out of doing God's word. She says, that's right. I asked Pastor, I said, Pastor, do you like chocolate cake with chocolate icing? He says, it's my favorite. <laughs> my favorite. I said, would it communicate to you? And he said, yes, it would. So it's in all good things. How many good things could you think of today to communicate to the pastor? How many of you wanted, how many of you ever at the end of a service ever wanted to go up and tell pastor thank you? But you saw a big line and you figure, well, you know, what's one more thank you? What's one more I love you? Let me tell you what. Take a ticket and get in line. <laughs> Take a ticket. Don't let the devil cheat you from doing the word of God. Because you probably left thinking, boy, I really wanted to tell him I loved him. I, you know, and, he, and this goes wrong for the pastor's wife. I really wanted to tell him and all day and probably all week. Oh, I wish I'd done that. Yeah. Do the word of God. So the fifth Bible way, we are to communicate to our pastor in all good things. Let's go to the next one to find it in Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6, verse 12, and then flip quickly over to Philippians. I'm going to give you two for number 6. While you're turning over to Philippians, let me read Hebrews 6, verse 12. It says that ye, now ye are the same as brethren. It says that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now that word follower there means imitators. The sixth Bible way on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor is we must begin to imitate that gift, copy that gift that God has set into the church to us. Go over to Philippians chapter 4. Let me give you another verse for that. It says, Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. What's that next little word? Do. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. Do. And the God of, there it is again, peace shall be with you. 
the sixth Bible way on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor that God has said into the church to us is we must begin to imitate that gift. We must begin to copy that gift. Let me tell you something, church. God has not given you this gift to entertain you. The Bible says that he is a example. Now that's example. They just didn't know how to spell it back then. But he is an example to you. He is not up here entertaining you. The greatest form of flattery is when, when, when someone imitates someone. Do you know that? That's the greatest form of flattery is when someone is imitated. You fathers that have sons, how do you feel? What's it do to you when you hear a report about your little boy, how he just acts just like you, looks just like you, does the things that you do? I mean, people say he's just a spitting image of you. You just swell up and go, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh, that's my boy. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, that's my boy. You know, that's how you affect your pastor. When he hears reports that you're out doing the things which you have heard, which you have learned, which you have received from him and through him. When he hears reports, this report of, of planting seed, amen, that we're praying for the saints, that we're helping the community, and he finds out that the church is doing that. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, that's one of mine, mm-hmm, yeah, they go to my church, mm-hmm, that's my flock, mm-hmm, yeah. That's what you do to the gift that God has set into the church to you. The sixth Bible way of how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor is we must begin to copy that gift. We must begin to imitate that gift. That gift, God did not give you that gift to entertain you. But he and she is your example of Christian living. Let's go to number seven, the last one. We'll find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Start in verse 1. We'll find it in verse 2. It says, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren that ye remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. Now that word keep there, another word for that word keep is to take heed. The seventh Bible way on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor is we must give heed to that gift. That word heed there means to listen with care, to pay attention, to take notice, to attend to. The seventh Bible way on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor is we must begin to give heed to that gift. A lot of people, when they come to church, they don't give heed to the gift. When they come, they come in, they sit down. Cannot we give heed for at least 45 minutes 
an hour to the gift that the Almighty God has set into the church to us? Could we not pay attention, take notice, listen with care to the gift that God, the Almighty God, has given to you and me? The seventh Bible way on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor. Let's go through them real quick. Number one, we're supposed to do what? Receive that gift from God. Number two, we're supposed to do what? Know that gift. Understand it as truth and fact. And to be able to do that is you've got to be around that gift. Once a month isn't going to make it. You won't know that gift if you only are around it once a month. Then number three, we're supposed to do what? Esteem that gift. How? Some say highly in love, some say in love. The Bible says very highly in love. Why? For his work's sake. And what will happen when we begin to do that, church? There'll be peace among us. And then number four, we're supposed to do what? Pray for that gift. Fifteen seconds a day. Could not we give 15 seconds a day to the gift that God has set into the church to us? 15 seconds. You can get a lot of praying done in 15 seconds. And when we begin to do that, the word of the Lord will have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. And he'll be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men for all men have not faith. And then number five, we're supposed to do what? Communicate to him. In what? All good things. It says, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Telling the pastor you love him is a good thing. Telling your pastor you really appreciate him is a good thing. Baking the pastor an apple pie is a good thing. It will communicate to him. Coming up and maybe giving him a Pentecostal handshake is a good thing. Y'all know what a Pentecostal handshake is? That's a handshake with money in it. You ever got one? Now you got something new to believe God for. <laughs> That's a Pentecostal handshake. When, when you shake somebody's hand, you know, you don't want to make no big deal out of it. You just want to bless them. And it's just between you and God and, and that person. You walk up to them and, and you got, you know, a 20 or a 100, you know, in your hand. And you just shake hands with them and say, oh, bless you, brother. And you leave it there. That's a Pentecostal. Is that a good thing, Pastor? Would that communicate to you? Yeah, it would communicate to everybody in here, too. <laughs> and then number six, we're supposed to do what? Imitate that gift. Copy that gift. You know, Elisha did the same things that Elijah did. And you know what? I really don't think he felt bad about it. <laughs> But that's your gift. God did not give you your gift to entertain you. But he is here as an example to you of Christian living. He's a Christian example to you. And we are to imitate him. Take those things which we have learned and heard and received and begin to do them things. And it says, and the God of peace shall be with us. How many times have you been out on the job or at home? And something came up, and, and you know, and in your mind, you saw the picture Sunday morning. Pastor says, Now, if you ever get into this situation, you do this, this, and this. And you know, right there's the answer, and you're in it. And you go, No way, man. You think I'm going to act like that? 
I mean, I mean, he might act like that on Sunday morning, but he don't live where I live. He don't work where I work. You know what? You don't have peace in your life. You want to have peace in your life? Do what you've seen, what you've heard, what you've learned, and received. Do that, and you'll be amazed of the peace that will come in to your life. And then number seven, we're supposed to do what? Take heed to that gift. Listen with care. Pay attention. Take notice. Attend to. Couldn't we do that for at least 45 minutes, 60 minutes? Couldn't we at least give heed to the gift that God has sent into the church to us? Seven Bible ways on how to relate to the ministry gift of a pastor. I believe with all my heart this is a vital teaching in the body of Christ today. Let me tell you why, church. I believe you will agree with me on this. God is moving in this last day. He is moving through the local church. Churches are being raised up all over the world. Large churches. Churches are growing in leaps and bounds. Just talked to a church just uh, the other day. I was there three weeks ago. They have doubled in three weeks. They've doubled in three weeks. Churches are exploding. God is speaking through the gift of a pastor in this last day. Our pastors are our end time, are, are our generals that God has set in our midst. Think about it. You, we are hearing more and more from pastors today on television and through seminars. The gift of a pastor is, is God is speaking through that gift. He always has, okay? But he is speaking today through that gift. We must begin to relate to that gift. We must jump over the canyon that's been built in churches. We must build that bridge and come across and join up with the gift that God has set in our midst. I believe this teaching is one of the bridges that God is using to bridge that gap between the congregation and the gift that God has set into the church then. I believe that if you'll begin to do these things, you need to write them down in your Bible and go over them. Now, I, they're my checklist. I don't know about you, but I do not want to be placed on hold. I want to continue on into the blast off. I want to receive everything that God has for me.